got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. Did you know? With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Wait, who are you? Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. The dude disguises another dude. Barry Stunt. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light him up. Screw it, let's let him do it. It's time. It's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. And it's time to break out those lighters and cutters, because why? It's smoking time. That's my new catchphrase. Instead of light him up, light him up, light him up. I like it. It's Saturday, May 7, 2016. We are broadcasting live from the La Florida Minicana Cigar Studios. The Garofalos are down south watching their daughter Gianna graduate, but we have a Gianna of our own to attend to, and that's 21-year-old cigar brand La Gianna. Two cigars separated by one leaf, the wrapper. We're going to smoke the natural and the Maduro, while Two Guys Smoke Shop is getting ready to celebrate 31 years in the cigar business by hosting their annual anniversary party. And this could be the last one. We're going to find out what the FDA has to say about that when we have Glenn Loop on in the second hour. Hey, Rudy came to our party last year, and he had the time of his life. Lastly, I did another experiment, and the findings may save you thousands of dollars. This is Mr. Jonathan filling in for Dave. Welcome, everybody, to... The Cigar Authority. I like how you stumbled a little bit, just like when Dave reads. I, I it was wanted, a very nice touch. I wanted to embody his persona. <laughs> if I'm going to be him, I'm going to be him all the way. So there'll be a few yeah, yeah, yeahs. But you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location, and the only show that does, doesn't allow smoking. We insist, we demand you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live. Or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, where you can set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. All right. The first cigar that we're going to be smoking is 21-year-old La Giana Havana. Now, when you say 21 years old, this do you mean the brand has been around for 21 years? Or do you mean the cigar that we're smoking is 21 years? The brand has been around for 21 years. In fact, this is... Possibly the most popular It's a Girl cigar of all time. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But, Barry, what are we smoking here? I know Dave's actually smoking cigars this weekend that are age 21, but we didn't get those. The origin of La Gianna dates back to the birth of Dave's daughter, who graduates college this weekend. And the cigar was initially made to hand out to customers at the birth of his daughter. But it was so well received that it went into regular production. The La Gianna Havana Natural is mild to medium bodied in strength and flavor. With a blend of Honduran tobaccos making up the filler, a binder from Honduras, and surrounded by a golden USA Connecticut shade wrapper. It's available in six sizes. It ranges from four fifty nine to six fifty nine. All right. It's time for us to cut our cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. We did a 
cigar tasting this week. Uh, this is La Giana week all week long in the shops. We've been featuring La Giana in the shops, and so I figured since we had the cigar tasting, we were going to feature La Giana during the cigar tasting. So we did exactly what we're going to do on the show here. We smoked the natural and Maduro. So I have uh, something that I'd like to just br- bring onto the set here for one of the flavors that I get on this particular cigar. But what are we getting on the cold strawberry? I'm getting a little citrusy sweetness. First, I was thinking it was a little caramel-like. Then I thought it was a little bit orange rind-like. Mm. Then I was like, it's a little caramel-like. So it's a little bit of both going on. Interesting. And There's only two of us on the show, so you're going to have to keep that <laughs> mic in range of that pie hole <laughs> so that you can be ready to talk yes. when it's time to talk. And I'm going to give so you both. I'm so used to coughing so much that I automatically put it up. I'm putting you both on notice. I'm going to talk about the lighter right now, and then I'm going to light my cigar. And when I do, talk about something. I don't care if it's the Kentucky Derby, but talk about something while I'm lighting my cigar this week. What are you going to light it with? with? We're going to light the cigar this week with the Vertigo Renegade. This 1499 beauty features four jets, an easy flip-top top with a mirror built in so that, yes, you can inspect the end of your cigar as you're lighting it. It has a flip-out bullet punch on the small side as far as the ring gauge goes, but it does flip out past vertical. And something that I've been playing with is the hole punch on milder cigars. And I'm glad it was the hole punch and not something else. Given... I'm going to ignore that. Given <laughs> the fact that most cigars' ring gauges are on the increase, you've got enough footprint for you to be able to punch the cigar multiple times. So I find if I punch it two or three times, I get a similar draw experience to a straight cutter. So nice little feature there on the Vertigo Renegade. Retail value? fourteen ninety nine. Come on. I feel like we should do this now as golf. Mr. Jonathan is approaching the cigar. He's allowing the flame to touch the tobacco. Getting the outer end. Going in a circle of emotion. So you guys can't even do it. You're already, I'm getting nervous now. Should we talk about about our bet, Barry? Yes, we could talk about our gentlemanly wager. So we're not going to spend much time today on On the the Kentucky Kentucky Derby, Derby. which is today. But we're looking at some of the names of the horses. And we decided to have a little off-air side bet. We'll mention it as Jonathan lights his cigar here. Well, now it becomes an on-air side bet. Yeah, if our audience wants to follow along, please uh, feel free to do so. So the winner of our agreement will buy the other person a $10 cigar of their choosing. So, Chuck, I believe your pick is? The, not the. The pick is Creator. 10 to 1 odds. Creator. And being the hockey fan, I went with Nyquist because the Nyquist scored an overtime goal on Wednesday night. They mentioned the horse. I was like, that's my horse. Now, hang on a second. If Chuck wins at 10 to 1 odds, does that mean he gets 10 times the cigars that you get? No. And you at three to no. one, you get three times but the But you know what? You're taking a long shot. We'll make his a cigar of his choosing up to $20. Ooh. All right. All right. I'm digging that. I like that. Now, one of, one of our viewer audience out here, Sean, also took one of your Right. I won't horses. speak for him on that, but I will, I will give Chuck the odds. So we have to know <laughs> if, if Sean's in on the action. <laughs> He's, He's in. all in. He's all in. Gentlemanly. All right. So my cigar is lit. And one of the questions I had at the cigar tasting this past week was... How is it that you come up with the flavors? And, and honestly, I get that question all the time, and I'm prepared for it on our tasting. So what we did was I said, you know what? There's a, a subtle sweetness to this cigar. Here, Chuck, I'll toss you one. One nice more. Catch. One more. There we go. 
All right. He's got one. So if you, if you got an unsalted, unroasted cashew, a raw cashew, it has a subtle sweetness to it. And this will, I'm chewing as I'm talking, yep. this will wake your palate up a little bit to be able to pull the flavor out of the cigar because they all taste like smoke. But the trick is to push the smoke flavor aside and be able to... Mm. There's the sweetness yeah, right there. Yeah, 100%. You know what I get out of this? I prefer salted cashews. Of course. That's what I get out of this. And ring dings. And Twinkies. Hunt sunny doodles. And Girl Scout cookies. I did notice after our little wow. Girl Scout uh, present that we got that you were very... Um, not debonair, but you stuck to your diet better than I thought you would because there was an unfinished half stack, which means you ate the other one and a half stacks. But there was a half stack of Girl Scout cookies left in the box. I didn't buy Girl Scout cookies this year. They were there. It's kind of hard to say no. <laughs> I'm with you. you no, know, it's like a car accident. You, you're cursing everybody to slow down traffic. What the hell is everybody looking at? Just drive past it. It's a car accident. You come up to the car accident. What do you do? You got to look. You look. You got to look. So, so like Girl Scout cookies, got to have them. When Gianna Garofalo was born, and this weekend she is graduating from college, I believe at this point she has graduated, and Dave's not back because he's busy loading his SUV with gear mm-hmm. because he drove down to Myrtle Beach to pick up Gianna and her stuff and is driving back. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be like, but I believe... His wife is not a huge fan of smoking in the car. Oh, boy. That is a long drive without a cigar. I'm just saying. He's got to light up. He'll have to. What I'm hoping is that she brought like a CPAP machine or something that she can (laughs) attach to her face and get some oxygen and then he can... He can smoke because it's not. He's not really one of those smokers that has the windows all the way down. Right. He likes a little bit of the secondhand smoke. He he thrives on it. Yeah. So La Gianna was born 21 years ago. Uh, Gianna was born 21 years ago, and Dave wanted to hand out a cigar uh, for the the birth of his daughter. And he could have just handed out it's a girl cigars, but being Dave, he comes up with a brand. You La Gianna a shop. You got to go one step further. Abs- mm-hmm. Well, when you're Dave Garofalo, sometimes you go a step and a half further. Yes. So he comes out with the brand, and this is what he hands out to everybody, and everybody is raving about the cigar. So he says, you know what? I think I'm onto something here, and he launches the brand. And at first it went slow because it turns out everybody was excited that they got a free cigar, right? not necessarily that they got that cigar. So the brand ends up continuing because uh, if you know anything about Dave, he doesn't stop he doesn't anything quit. Never ever. Quits. No matter how bad this show was for the first three years, uh, we just kept going week after week. So you're saying the show got better two years, two to three years later when I became a part of it. I don't know. We got in exactly from the audience. I don't know that. I don't know that you are the reason why it got better by yourself. I think that there is a. I think it's a little (laughs) love-hate relationship you I have on the air. Which doesn't necessarily continue off air. <laughs> no, because it goes right to hate. hundred percent. <laughs> it goes right to hate. Uh, so that's the, the brief history of La Giana, quite possibly the most popular It's a Girl cigar that there is. Uh, the cigar that we're smoking retails for uh, It depends on the size, Four fifty nine to seven ninety nine. We're smoking the Robusto. I believe the care package got the Toro. Um, 
to me, it didn't make sense to light up the Toro because we never get through a cigar in the first sure. hour anyway. Okay. So Two Guys Smoke Shop is about to celebrate its 31st anniversary party. Tickets are on sale right now. They're $200. Uh, the anniversary party is the theme this year. Dave does a theme every year. It's let's make a smoking deal. And there are... Keep going. This is the... Oh, I Let's thought you were taking over. You're the officially announcer for the game show. I thought you were taking over. So the, the theme is <laughs> let's make a smoking deal, and there will be $31,000 worth of cash and prizes up for grabs for all of the attendees coming to the party. I will tell you this. Tickets went on sale two hours ago, and just a little over half of the tickets are gone Unbelievable. in just two hours. We opened... Uh, 30 minutes early just because all my staff was here. We popped the door open. The first guy walks in, buys 10 tickets right away, nice. which was an entire table. So It's going to sell fast. I mean, that's going to sell yeah. today. I it went last will. year for the first time. It was like being a deer in headlights. Yeah. Just <clears throat> the amount of madness and, and everything going on. It's it was just show. so much to, to take in. That it was just it was a, one it was the best event I have ever partaken in. Well, you've got all the manufacturers, you've got live entertainment, like Jonathan said, you but have the game show element. It's, it's even just, better, just Dave with the MC. Oh, you know, it's brilliant! It was it was awesome. He is very good. So, uh, anniversary parties that we've seen in the past. The very first one was on Two Guys Smoke Shop's eighth anniversary. That was Red Auerbach. There was the time that Dave gave away ten thousand dollars worth of gasoline. Uh, he had a ten thousand gallon trucker parked out there, tanker. a tanker. It had water in it, not gasoline, because he couldn't buy $10,000 worth of gasoline and have it this close to a building that didn't have all the fire coating, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he's got it parked outside, and the town made him get rid of it because people believed it was filled with gasoline. gasoline. Now, there's a big difference between a gasoline truck and a water truck. This was obviously a water tanker wrapped to say that it's gasoline, but... It, I mean, it's the wrong, it was the wrong size. Everything was wrong about it. <laughs> but they made him take it down. Uh, there was the time he gave away the Silver Spur with 250 minted silver bars. That was the 25th well, anniversary. Well, hold on a minute here because you're missing some important aspects to this. Like, th- this all coincided with I- events occurring at that time. So when he gave away the, the gasoline, for example. The, we were in the middle of the gas crisis. Exactly. Like $4 a gallon. Right. Yes. And when he did the, uh, the, the Rolls Royce with the silver bars. That was our 25th anniversary. Yeah. The MMA fight is where I became... Uh, more intimately involved with David and with Two Guys Smoke Shop because... Uh, so you and Dave are intimate. Oh. With respect to... That's what you just said. Anniversary were, parties. Oh, okay. Yes. You know how... You never <laughs> noticed... You didn't notice last year he and I disappeared for a little while? Well, you, you know... You didn't notice that. Okay, no. that's all right. You were very, you know, discreet. So there was an MMA fight where he had a, a 5,000-seat arena and uh, it was it was out of control. It was out of control. There were, there were so many people, yeah. uh, the fights. But the big story on that was his major, what's that called? The card, the big fight, the, oh, wow. the draw. The, the main event? The main event. The main event broke his ankle in the dressing room, and there was no main event. And he still had to pay <coughs> the guy and almost ended up in a fight with the guy in the locker room, like a fist fight with a one-legged, whacked-out, lunatic <laughs> MMA fighter. Oh, God. Uh, there was the year that we gave away the 1936 Cadillac Fleetwood that was virgin. In every way. In every way. 
It, the radio still played 1930s music <laughs> five minutes after you turned it on because it was a tube radio. You had to, to wait for up. the tubes to warm up. <laughs> also that year, the Cigaropoly boards were released. Uh, <coughs> last year, we had our 30th anniversary. We had the smoking Hot Vegas Talent. We gave away $30,000 or a Mercedes or both. And as we know, because it's already happened, the Mercedes was eliminated by the guy that owned the dealership. <laughs> Explain that. So there were money bags to the right of the stage. The person in the audience would pick one of the money bags. The money bag would be open. There would be a number in the money bag. Okay. Now, they're eliminating prizes as they pick the bags. Right. So the goal is to leave the big prizes there. Yeah. So the guy picks bag so number 18. The guy that owns the dealership, or his dad owns the dealership, but the, the guy that owns the dealership, he picks the bag, and it eliminates the Mercedes. Oh. So he got the hubcap that we bought from them <laughs> on a chain as his bling for the night. Nice. But that dude eliminated his own $30,000 purchase. It was the best. Oh, my God. It was God. the best. Yeah. And was this year. Deal or no deal. And this year's deal or no deal. Let's make a smoking deal. Um, and the details are being hammered out. So I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. We'll I'm, let, I'm uh, curious if Dave will play the role of Monty Hall or Wayne Brady. Ah. He is he is leaning toward Monty Hall because he has no idea who Wayne Brady is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got a um, a message here to Chuck. But first, I want to find out how Picada is doing. Picada is excellent. She's young. So, no long way. story short, she's now at my parents' house. We tried to have her at my. Uh, my abode, and it just was not working out with Shiloh. I think I mentioned that last week, that it was kind of problematic. I have a Siberian Husky, that instinctual... He wanted chicken for dinner. He wanted chicken for dinner. So uh, it was not going to work out. Again, my mother... And I kind of knew this. This Plan B was kind of all, all, all there, there all along. Uh, again, they have a small horse property. They have chickens. Uh, so I knew if, it didn't, if Picada didn't work out with us at our home, she'd have a nice place at my parents. So that's where she is now. Um, and uh, my mother is not necessarily an expert in chickens, but having so many over the years, she has a good pulse on the age. And Picada, she believes, is only a few weeks old. Apparently, chickens can grow really fast. And she said, man, she's pretty young, Chuck. But she's fitting in well. Uh, she's doing well. She's eating a lot. She's growing very rapidly. Um, and she seems a lot happier, you know, in, in, in the environment, which is more suited for chickens than, than she would be at my place. But... So before I read this mailbag, I just want to let everybody know, if you would like a Two Guys Smoke Shop anniversary ticket, they are going quickly. Uh, people keep flashing numbers up as to the number that have sold in this, in this shop, but we're uh, now well over half of the tickets gone. If you'd like to buy a ticket, the number is 603-898-2221. That's 603-898-2221. That'll reach here at the Salem store uh, because they are almost completely out of tickets at the other stores. So we've got a few tickets left here, uh, 603-898-2221. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Vic writes, Hi, guys. I'm a bit late on this, but I've been traveling and couldn't find time. This message is for Gentleman Chuck's benefit. I raise chickens and get plenty of fresh eggs every day. We do not wash our eggs until we are ready to use them. Mm. The reason for this is that when an egg comes out, it has a film on it, which blocks air from passing through the shell, which, of course, will compromise its freshness. If you do not wash this film until you're ready to use the eggs, 
And if the eggs are kept in your fridge, they will store for nine months wow. or longer. No problem. Wow. Your chicken will produce from about 2.5 to 3 years and then will trail off, at which time you will put them in the freezer for dinner. Hope you're enjoying your chicken. No pun intended. Love the show, guys. Vic. Good stuff, Vic. Very good stuff. That's good to know. I didn't know there was a film. Nine months. A film on eggs. Does that mean I should be washing my eggs that I get from the store? I never do. That's do your a, parents wash eggs? Are they pre-washed they, before they, wash. they put in the cart- carton? They wash because they're pretty, you know, dirty. Yeah, you can imagine. They land in a nest of some sort. The nest or the dirt. or possible chicken poop in there yeah. from the party. So you definitely wash them. But I've never washed store eggs. Maybe I should start doing that. Good uh, stuff, Vic. That's a great uh, meal bag. I'm not exactly sure. I think giving away a chicken is going to become the new norm with FDA. Because <laughs> oh, manufacturers will not be allowed <laughs> to give away a free cigar. But there's nothing in there that says they can't give away a chicken. Dave might be a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. Might, might be? Yeah, well, he is I'm, a trendsetter. I'm going to go with he is a trendsetter, and that shouldn't be an issue. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. We're going to get into the FDA stuff uh, in the second hour, but I am a little concerned about the amount of hype that this is be- receiving. Uh, my initial thought was if this was a complete catastrophe, which it's bad, but if it was a complete catastrophe, Dave would have hopped on a plane and uh, been in either Washington, D.C. or up here. Uh, dealing with this. So yeah. it's it's bad, but I don't know. I, I'm curious to talk to Glenn and see if it's really as bad as everybody is saying. Uh, and I'm reading both both sides of it on uh, social media that some people are saying this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. And other people are saying, you know what? This is the natural course of things. Things will even out and they'll be fine. But we're going to go deep into that in the next hour and even deeper next week when... Uh, Dave is back and has a chance to process everything himself. Yeah. Maybe his wife will be able to drive home and he can read the 499-page document that they re- released. Well, I did. It's ridiculous. I did start to read it, and I made it to about uh, page 30, and it was a, a lot of double talk. and yep. So I skipped ahead to page 60 right. and still double talk, still talking around the issue. And hinting at different things, talking about science, but not listing where they're getting the science from all the time. So I think I think we may have a case for a lawsuit because of how vague they are in the in the document. But we're going to let the professionals handle that with uh, with Glenn and uh, and see what he has to say. So let's go to break. And uh, when we come back. I stepped back into the lab with a question. I did some experiments and discovered that cigar consumers, stores, and even some manufacturers have made an assumption for years that is not only wrong, but I'm going to save you a ton of money with this experiment. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. 
Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The sponsor's deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. Just a reminder, you can listen to the Cigar Authority every Saturday live. Just tune into TheCigarAuthority.com at 12 noon Eastern or 9 a.m. Pacific time if you live on the West Coast. Pacific. No, I mean specific. Specifically at 9 a.m. if you live on the West Coast. That's terrific. I mean specific. There you go. And we're back live from the La Florida Minicana Cigar Studios, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. For years, consumers, store owners, and manufacturers have all made the same assumption. My experiment may surprise you with its results, and you will no longer be making an ass out of you or me. Well, at least not you. Plus, have you ever smoked a... No, I'm skipping that. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Barry, what do we have for our sponsor's deal this week? It's like Dave's still here. I know. Um, This week, the sponsor deal is going to be the lighter that we are using today, which is the Vertigo Renegade. $14.99 for this bad lighter. And the Vertigo Big Daddy Cutter which I believe is an 80-ring gauge cutter. It is. Nice. You're going to be able to get the two of them for $19.99 in free shipping. No kidding. Wow. 
Right. That is a sponsor's deal right there. Yes. This one will probably sell out by Wednesday, if not sooner. Okay. That's a good Very deal. cool. So what do we have for early thoughts on La Giana? Because I'm, I'm so, like, still amped up. I'm starting to calm down a little bit and sort of settle into my groove here, but uh, I'm forgetting to read the notes that I wrote and have been studying all week. So what do we have for early thoughts on La Giana? Nutty. With a hint of sweetness. There's a little bit of that spice that shall not be named on the retro hail. So we're talking like a little cinnamony cashew. Yes. <laughs> Cashew or cashew? Cashew. God bless you. Thank you. What do you cashew. think, Chuck? Uh, definitely nuttiness. I'm glad that you introduced the uh, the cashews themselves because I think that really, like you said, it really draws out that nuttiness of the cigar. I really like this. It's the natural smoking of the Lagiana. Um, you said spice berry, and you really meant cinnamon. So you had me kind of <laughs> throw for a, uh, a loop there because I'm like, there's absolutely no spice on this. Yeah, this nah. is nice. I can see this being exactly in Dave's wheelhouse, a nice, mild, maybe just touching medium on the profile. But this is a really pleasant stick. This is really nice. And I, re- I am not surprised that it's lasted 21 years. I refer to that C word as the spice that shall not be named. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Watch See, it both there, of you, your mind went somewhere. Watch we don't know what C-word you're talking about, it's, Barry. It's the one I cannot pronounce given with my life depending on it. Given it's you, it could be any C-word. What do you got on the La Giana, Mr. Jonathan? Uh, well, I, I nailed it already with the, I think, with the cashew. And, uh, Barry, you got it with the cinnamon. So a little cinnamon, a little cashew. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think? I know next hour we're going to smoke the Maduro. Um, but out of the two, the natural of the Maduro, which do you prefer? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pick today okay good because i i do bounce back and forth they are in my regular rotation of cigars to smoke i do lean a little bit more on the mild side but that maduro as i describe in my tasting is on the milder side for maduro so you know you don't have to be afraid of the dark in the chat room some people who are part of the cigar authority care package dev 982 says it's an awesome cigar it's mild but it's good yeah and if you're not a part of the cigar authority care package you could go to twoguyscigars.com you can go to the Cigar Authority Care Package. You can click Notify Me, put your email address, and when they go back on sale in December, you will be the first to know. Ah. Nice. So it will open back up. It will open back up in December. Go to twoguyscigars.com. There's a blue bar that says All Brands. Go down to the Cigar Authority Care Package. Put yourself on the mailing list. Find out when it's happening. That's brilliant. Nineteen ninety-nine. Four cigars every month, and you can join in the chat room and let us know what you think. Yeah. All right, so I want to get into my experiment here. Uh, I wanted to know what the real value of a 6x60 size is. So I started with a question. Compared to the 6x50, is the 6x60 worth paying up to an extra dollar that the manufacturer charges? And then I wrote, before I started the experiment, what do I think will happen? I think the thicker of the two cigars will burn slightly slower than the thinner. That's the 660 burning a little slower than the 6x50. In the end, I expect that if a Gordo is 50 cents or less more than the Toro in that same line, that it will be a good value to spend the extra money. If the difference is 51 cents or more, then it will no longer be a value to spend the extra. You don't always get what you pay for. This is my theory going into it that there is going to be a line in the sand drawn where one is going to burn a little slower, one a little faster, and this is the Mason-Dixon line of value. Question. Yes. So, essentially, you're defining more value as being a longer smoke. Longer smoke. Correct. Yep. 
there's certainly plenty of other valuations you could sure, put on it, but sure. the, for this experiment is the length of time the cigar smokes. Now, are we going to change that 50 cents depending on where you live? Oh, because of the because tax? Because it's 50 cents in New Hampshire, but 50 cents in New York is actually 80 cents. Because of the tax. Because of the tobacco tax. No, I, I live in New Hampshire, so I'm not changing it. But <laughs> someone else can change it if they want, I guess. So here's the experiment. Uh, and I'm just going to go. It's a little... Maybe a little boring, but I want to go through the process because I don't want someone to say I wasn't as scientific as possible. So in the interest of full disclosure, full disclosure, the experiment was conducted while I was working and waiting on customers. The purpose is to satisfy my curiosity in as fair a way as I can. Rather than picking the cigars out myself, I asked a member of my staff to select two cigars from the same brand that are the same length to take any preconceived notions out about different brands out of the equation. Now, this means that if a company does a 6 by 60 and it's really 6 and a quarter by mm. 60, their Toro typically is 6 and a quarter by 50. So as long as it's in the same brand family and they're the same length, that yeah. was my only requirement. I got you. I can tell you that the cigar was a shade-wrapped, mild-to-medium cigar, one cigar being a 50-ring gauge or Toro, the other being a 60 or Gordo. A single ring gauge, as you may remember, is one sixty-fourth of one inch, making the difference between the two cigars ten sixty-fourths of an inch or ten ring gauge. A typical Toro cigar is rolled with five leaves of tobacco, and a Gordo uses about eight leaves. I cut both cigars using my Calibri Deep V Cutter, which retails for thirty-nine ninety-nine, and I lit them both with my Vertigo Cyclone Two, which retails for fifteen dollars. I smoked them side by side with alternating puffs every thirty seconds or so. I also alternated which one I puffed on first to make up for the difference in draw on each cigar. I, in total, I smoked both cigars a little over an hour with about 140 puffs each. As noted in the photos, which Barry's going to put this up online, I drew a line around each of them on the same spot as a reference. Hmm. So I did alternate because I, I noticed right away, I thought what I was going to do was take a puff on the Toro, take a puff on the Gordo. Wait 30 seconds, take a puff on the Toro, take a puff on the Gordo. And what I noticed was the Toro had a noticeably tighter draw. Mm. So my fear was I'm getting my mouth set to draw hard, and now I'm going to draw too hard on the other one and skew the data. So every five or so puffs, I switched hands. So I always puffed first with my left yeah. and then with my right, and they were always back-to-back. -back. And that way, as best I could, I got the, the science lined up. The burn on the Toro was straight and true, while the burn on the Gordo was very uneven throughout the experiment. I did not want to compromise the experiment by accelerating either cigar's combustion, so I didn't touch up any burn issues, and the Gordo corrected itself each time it burned crooked. So it would burn a little crooked, catch itself up. Are you ready for the findings, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison? I'm ready. With bated breath. Since the dawn of time, man has been led to believe that bigger is always better, especially when it comes to value. There is no detectable difference between the burn times of a standard Toro and a Gordo. Really? If they're in the same line. See, I think Heidi will tell you, though, bigger is better. <laughs> Not if she's talking about you, Shane. Uh, this puts the... Nailed <laughs> it. This puts the true value in the Toro, all things being equal. With the Gordo, you are paying for three extra leaves that add little, if anything, to the flavor of your cigar. And in this case, there was a noticeable difference in the flavors of the two cigars. The Toro had flavors that were bright and sharp, while the Gordo's flavors 
were muted. Hmm. You should buy what you like because you like it, and if 60 Ring Gauge cigars feel, taste, and they make you happy, then light them up, light them up, light them up, because there's nothing wrong with paying a little extra for a happy ending. Wow. Giggity. So at the end of the day, it's... At the end of the day, if you pay... From a value... We're talking value, right? Value and the amount of time you're smoking. If you pay one penny more for the 660, you're you're overpaying. Yeah, interesting. So the pictures are up, and uh, I certainly will accept any uh, refuting, or if you want to do an experiment of your own and tell me about it, you can reach me at J at thecigarauthority.com. I should set it up as the science guy. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. J, the science guy? See, I think you should almost do the same experiment with a different brand. Just to make think, all things equal. You know, you well, can never have enough sample size. To make all things equal, I thought to myself, all right, what would be similar to cigars outside of cigars? Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of wood. I like to burn wood. There's a shock. So I'm at, <laughs> I'm at Shed Night. I love Shed Night. The never fall. been, but I love Shed Night. You guys are welcome to come anytime. Can, can you explain? I didn't, had no idea what Shed Night was until I moved to New Hampshire. It's the greatest. So Shed Night is... I you, figured it was like a little outhouse in the middle of the field. Nah, we got to... Everybody With has you, that a friend. a glory hole. Everybody has that friend. I'm ignoring you. That has <laughs> a big shed, and they're proud of it, and they keep stuff in it, but they can clear it out, and so they keep their four-wheeler and their dirt bikes and what have you. So my friend John has a shed. It's massive. It's another house, and he's got four wheelers and stuff, but, and he doesn't have he has to move the lawn tractor. That's it. And eight to ten of us can go inside when it's cold. we got a little heater, and we smoke cigars, and very frequently there's fire. So we had the fire pit outside. Now, I know from experience burning wood at home in a wood stove that the more wood I put in, mm-hmm. the longer I could keep the fire going. But outside, yeah. it doesn't play out that way. I did my first experiment with one log, and I timed how long it took the log to break down to the point where it had its first break yep. into coals. 25 minutes, give or take. And then I did two logs that were the same and put those on the fire and waited until they broke down. It was the same 25 minutes. And then I did three logs, and this time I tried cheating. I picked the biggest log I could find and put it in the fire, and put the other two next to it. And it was the same 25 minutes, even with the big log versus the medium-sized logs. They all combusted at the same rate of speed. And so we discussed it a little bit at Shed Night, and, and this particular Shed Night has a lot of engineers, and they start talking about the surface area mm-hmm. and how that combustion plays out because you've got air all around it, very much like the ember of your cigar. It's not protected by something on the outside the whole thing is burning. The wrapper's burning, the filler's burning, the binder's burning. It's all burning straight across. And this, I believe, is why there is no difference between a Toro and a Gordo. It's a valid point. When it comes to how long they smoke. That's very, very interesting. Yeah. And was, kind of the argument being, you know, inside in a wood-burning stove, it's not as much oxygen, right? It's not burning as fast. Right. Like you said, yeah. you, can, you can allow that to burn slower and longer. All right. I got one mailbag. That came in, and uh, and then I'm going to read a couple of statements about this FDA and kind of get ourselves set up for Glenn Loop. Uh, Pete writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hey, Mr. Jonathan, looking forward to the Mr. Jonathan and Barry Stein show this weekend. As I'm relatively new at the cigar thing, I was wondering, is it typical for cigars to become more and more, in quotes, smoky in taste as they burn? 
Whenever I light up, the first three or four draws taste fantastic, and I can get a good sense of the cigar's true flavor. But as the first third finishes, it seems like there is no stopping the smokiness from taking over more and more. Is this just something to accept as inevitable, or is it maybe happening because our palates get used to the flavor? Each show is a pleasure to listen to. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to attack that first if you're okay with it. Jump on it. So there are some companies whose cigars will smoke more than others, be it a treatment of the wrapper, the binder, or what have you. I won't get too much into that. So without knowing what he's smoking, we can't say for sure if it's the brand or if he's smoking too fast. If he's smoking too fast, it's going to create smoke. The cigar is going to become a little bit muted in flavor. So I'm going to say slow down. All right. I'm going to say that you'll notice every show that Dave has his beverage of choice, which is water. I have my beverage of choice, which is coffee, black. Barry has his beverage of choice, which is coffee with uh, cream and sugar in it because he's a meow and can't handle black coffee. So says the guy who doesn't see me drink Cuban coffee all day long. With sugar in it. Right, but there's no cream in it. But it's sugar. But it's still strong. It still has sugar in it. You're still a meow. Just That's my, why I'm a sweet, loving person. It's just my personal it's the opinion. Sugar. <laughs> it's the sugar. So uh, what we are doing when we are drinking coffee or water is cleansing our palates throughout the cigar. Because if you just smoke a cigar, yes, it happens to me too. You end up with that overwhelming sensation of smoke flavor on your palate, and it sits there and it lingers. If you clean your palate from time to time and you, you want to get real technical, you get something bubbly like uh, seltzer water, and the bubbles will lift that smoke off your palate. Yep, not and flavored. So. Every single time you'll be smoking something clean. Some people will do, uh, especially guys that like strong cigars, they'll typically lean toward sugary beverages. I give you Barry Stein, yep. likes full-bodied cigars, but also gets a craving for Cuban coffee as that nicotine attaches itself to his blood sugar, and now he needs something a little sweet to bring himself back up. There's, there's the coffee with the sugar in it. <coughs> but weird. either way, you're cleansing your palate with, with a contrasting flavor. Jose Blanco always says to use club soda or seltzer or what have you. But Tim Orzinger, who used to be the owner of CAO, he swore up and down Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola's got bubbles. It's got sugar. It's got the sweetness, and it's a contrast to the smoke. I think really what it is is you're looking for contrasting flavors to be able to bring your palate back to zero. Right. I've heard orange soda. Orange soda is big with some of the bloggers. Grape soda, same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, for me, you, you introduce orange, and then that's all my brain can think about. You introduce grape, that's all my brain can think about, and now I'm tasting grape and orange in my cigar. Coffee seems to be... I don't taste coffee unless there's a coffee flavor in the cigar, even if I'm drinking coffee. So maybe that's me, but... As professionals, we could separate the flavors. And if you're more of a uh, solid guy, you could always go potato chips. Great. That's a great palate uh, palate cleanser. With sour cream or plain? Plain. No, no, it's got to be plain. With ridges or without ridges? Ridges. You're going to need the scraping characteristic. There you go. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. What about cheese doodles? See, this is where I miss Dave. Dave would get into the whole food conversation <laughs> with yeah, me. I'm, I'm giving you crickets we would talk on this. Dipsy doodles. Hey, uh, Bob, before, <laughs> I get into, before I get into the statements, I want to remind everybody that we do have some tickets left for the two guys' 31st anniversary party. Operators are standing by at 
893-898-2221. That's 603-898-2221. And now let's get into some of the nitty-gritty. Dave sent me a text this morning saying, uh, and I quote, of all times I had to be away, it was this week. And then uh, he wants the rest of this read on the air here. With all the news and activity in the cigar industry, I have read every word and will reread it. And next week, we'll give my two cents on what the FDA has done to the worldwide cigar industry and what, if anything, can be done about it. Who will rise and who might fall and what cigars you may want to buy now. Yeah, that's good. What so, about munchos? You think munchos work? <laughs> still on this food what's thing. Great right? is, what's great is Dave's Dave, not here I, to back you up. Dave, so we I can... miss you. I need a food partner. <laughs> Only a real foodie can understand me. I, I know we're going to have Glenn on, and uh, I'm anxious to hear his thoughts, but I, I just I can't see anything good from this. I really can't. Anytime the government steps in and takes away any of our you rights, are 100% right. it infuriates me. And it's I'm, not just about premium cigars. It's e-cigs, which I'm not a fa- – I mean, I'm not a e-cig smoker myself or vape or anything like that. But, again, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a constitutional f- right. They're f- messing with it, and it pisses me off. Part of me feels like we're in this because of those guys, but that's my personal opinion. I don't see well, how... There's no tobacco it, it involved with e-cigarettes Well, that's not I true. I just think it got so popular with people under the age of 18, and the FDA regulations were passed under the guise of health and keeping cigars out of miners' hands. But 18... Miners don't come into a premium You can buy a shop. house, you can get married, you can fight in a war, you can have children, you can start a business. Yep. You can it, have children way before that. Right. It's ridiculous. It's it's such a non-argument, in my opinion, to raise the age. It's ridiculous. If you're going to raise that age, then raise the age to fight in a war or you know for these other things. But then again, you're taking away more rights. If you're going to well, do the, anything, the FDA regulations isn't so much about raising the age. It is keeping right, right. tobacco products out of the hands of minors. And to Barry's point, I don't blame the e-cig guys because and they are getting their nicotine from tobacco for now, but. On the original call, when we, we saw the FDA getting involved in this, they asked a very important question, which led us to believe that they're going possibly in another direction. And that is, what if we derive our nicotine from a non-tobacco source, which we know tomatoes and eggplant are relatively high in nicotine. So you could even go a step further and hybrid these plants with the technology we have now and get higher levels of nicotine out of them and not have to use tobacco at all. So I think, this is just me talking, us girls talking here, I think that the e-cig guys may be pushing to get the FDA to commit to tobacco, and then they have their out. Oh, no, our stuff is, uh, this is eggplant-only nicotine. It has nothing to do with the FDA, and we can continue to do business. Because let's face it, they're a multi-billion dollar industry. They have more money than we do. So it would behoove them yeah. to get the tobacco thing locked up, get the FDA focused on us, right. and then they have a back door out with eggplants and tomatoes and, and go down that road. I've heard conspiracy theories that the tobacco industry has a role in this because e-cigs and vapes are a threat. There and is I, when I say tobacco, I'm not talking cigars necessarily. I'm talking big, cigarettes. Big tobacco, yeah. Yep. So I got a couple of responses besides Dave's that I saw on social media that uh, I think represent uh, both sides of the argument. Uh, Tom Lazuka wrote, the government is our enemy today. They are the single most 
demotivating factor in the world. Don't worry. We will just give you free stuff, and it will all work out because we'll just tax and regulate business until there's nothing left. Wake the F up, America. These political leeches are sucking America dry. The sacrifices that people in our industry make, both financially and personally, are extensive. So I've missed my children growing up so they can have a better life, and now it's going to be for nothing because of government infringement on small business. F U F D A. Like that. That's Tom Lazuka. You. Okay, I can continue. <laughs> I, I get nervous when he stands there. I get Keith standing off to my left like he's going to say something. Uh, Skip he's Martin. St- he's standing in a militant uh, stance yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a note of some kind? All right, so uh, Barry, why don't you read? <laughs> yes, I'm going to read the rest of responses. I'm going to step off camera. Not like you're doing second. anything. So Skip Martin from <laughs> Romacraft to Tobacco responded: "The real hard target here with the effective date is e-cigarette and vape business." Ironically, NHS may soon be issuing these products to patients to assist in smoking cessation. Tobacco, also a favorite target of nanny staters everywhere, is once again a target. Ironically, California and many other states are on the verge of legalizing the recreational use of marijuana. The enemy here isn't big government. Government is simply a tool through which big business and special interests are attacking us. Mm. In fact, in the end, it is the government and the rule of law that provides us with a path to prevent destruction of our businesses. The FDA isn't the enemy. They're nothing more than the agents of the oligarchy attempting to carve us out. Skip, you can't use big words. Today, the fight begins in earnest, and I have faith that regardless of how this ends up, Roma Craft Tobacco will clear the other side in much the same condition it exists today. If not, feel free to plan a trip to Esteli and enjoy a cigar with Skip Martin. I think I will have enough non-corporate craft cigars to last me through the end. Wow. Thank you for that, Barry. Appreciate you filling in. We had a little catastrophic failure of our uh, POS system downstairs, so I knew it was important for yeah. him to stand there. Yeah. I, had to, I had to address Once that. Once again, Dave, it happens when you're away. Don't say that, because then he won't leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, nice to see that Skip's at least optimistic. It looks like gl- yeah. uh, Skip is a guy that the glass is half full, where the majority of people right now are the glass is half empty. My take on this is that... Uh, Dave has always fought to be aggressive. Yeah. Let's go offense. after them and play offense as opposed to sit back and wait. And let's face it, the entire cigar industry sat back and waited for the FDA to pull out their, their regs on this. So there was talk about, oh, they might go option two. Yeah. If they go option one, this is the direction we're going to go. But we're going to wait and see what they do. The real answer is play offense. Yep. And make it so that they're, they're feeling attacked, not us feeling attacked, is my thought. And I, and I have questions for, for Glenn, and you know, we'll see what the, what the plan is. Uh, but part of the solution is going to be for cigar smokers to sign up for the CRA. Pay the 30 bucks. Cigarrights.org. And be part of the solution now that we really, I mean, the S is hitting the fan right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be the answer. Can I make a suggestion, and I, and I hate to throw curveballs into the mix, and you can definitely say no, and Barry, I don't want to add to your, uh, your, your plate, 
But uh, I'd be interested because on social media, there's, there's a lot of attention, obviously. There's a lot of um, reaction and response. I'm just curious. Here's, here's my thought is if you can – if our audience, our, 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 our chat audience, if they have a question that they want to ask Glenn, maybe they can start and you can select the best question to ask from our audience because I'm sure they want to – you know, yeah, if they I'm want sure to play they, along. Yep. Listen, they're listening. They're passionate. They're probably cigar smokers. This affects them as much as it does anyone else. Chime into the chat room. Yeah. Yep. yep. So All with right. that, I mean, I know I'm getting a little crazy, but... Uh, uh, it's time for us to take a peek into the asylum with our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. (coughs) When Columbus, Ohio realized it was facing a critical shortage of lethal injection drugs, with over 100 inmates currently waiting on the state's death row, it began exploring homeopathic execution methods. In a quote, we're confident that our new combination of noxious herbs and lethal dilutions will allow us to swiftly and humanely execute our worst offenders, Via natural means, says Ohio prison spokesperson Michael Ewart. Adding to that, the state had consulted with a number of leading homeopaths, gurus, and yogis to ensure their new holistic method of capital punishment would be effective for killing inmates in both, get this, mind, body, and soul. The new system is a potent three-herb cocktail of foxglove, wolfsbane, and deadly nightshade, which sounds more like they belong on the set of Fifty Shades of Grey... Uh, The state scrapped the new procedure after an inmate's spirit had been trapped at the threshold of the natural world for three hours before they finally passed into a state of infinite wisdom. What? That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Nice. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. This is hard being Dave. Being Dave and being me, it's not, not easy. easy. I'll, be, I'll be glad when he's back. Uh, Friday the 13th of May, we have... Uh, an evening into the mind of the American psycho, writer, producer, screenwriter, director, actor, and cigar brand owner Rob Weiss. Get this: for only twenty bucks, the evening includes an Italian buffet, two B.G. Meyer cigars, clips and commentary from movies, including American Psycho, Entourage, Amongst Friends, and Ballers, and much more. Advanced tickets only while supplies last, and we are running low, folks. This, I believe, I looked this morning, there are six tickets left. So if you haven't got your ticket, it's 20 bucks. Swing by any Two Guys Smoke Shop location. That's Nashua, Seabrook, and Salem, New Hampshire uh, for 20 bucks, and get yourself your ticket to that. And speaking of tickets, uh, tickets are going quickly. In fact, selling so quickly, we crashed our main register here in Salem <laughs> selling tickets. And uh, 
So we're be- running on the backup register, which we had open anyway because we had a mad rush this morning. So uh, if you want to call and get tickets, we've got operators standing by at 603-898-2221. And with that, I've got one final mailbag before we close out our number one here on the Cigar Authority. The following message was written by Stephen through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Uh, just caught Barry on Cigar Federation, and he was dropping some serious knowledge. Yeah. He made the other members of the panel look like amateurs, which leads me to my point. You guys are underutilizing him on the podcast. I think Jonathan should shut up and stop trying to make the show about him and give Barry his due. Congratulations on 300-plus episodes. Can't say I've listened to them all, but I've been following since Barry joined the show. Nice. Signed, Signed Barry Barry Stein. Stein. Yes, I, I wrote. I wrote that one. I always assume it's you when it's about me. All yeah, right, no. We're going to take a break. The FDA regulations were announced this week, and it wasn't good. When we come back, it's the Barry Show as we welcome Glenn Loop from Cigar Rights of America to the show to explain what happened and what he plans to do for the smokers of this country. We will find out exactly what it means and what is being done to prevent it from happening even harder. Is that a thing? That's a thing. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing more in the past hour, learn this. When you're smoking your Lagiana Havana Natural Isle, keep the lit end out of your mouth. Yeah, baby. We'll be back in hour number two. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos. Jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda. Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, 
The collection is available in three distinct wrappers, aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life, music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Raphael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's the closes on. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to Magic Camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! We're back with hour number two where I am large and in charge. We're broadcasting live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studio today at Two Guys Smoke Shop. In Salem, New Hampshire, with a line for anniversary party tickets, is still going strong. We're lighting up the Maduro version of La Giana, and we will be joined by Glenn Loop, who was kind enough to join us from his daughter's college graduation. Glenn Loop is from Cigar Rights of America, and we find out what's new with these ridiculous FDA regulations. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, or Google Play, where you can set it and forget it. And we're going to be... All right, so we're going to light up cigar number two. We're going to go through this a little bit quickly, since Glenn is kind enough to be on hold. Um, the La Giana Havano Maduro is the follow-up to the perennial top seller at Two Guys Smoke Shop, where Dave created a Maduro version of a Havana Natural. The cigar features, features a gorgeous chocolate-looking Maduro wrapper over binder and fillers from Honduras. And La Giana Havana Maduro is the definition of a rich Maduro cigars. It's available in seven sizes. It ranges from four fifty nine to seven ninety nine. That's right. And uh, the official cutting of our cigar is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. 
Perdomo is the brand. Thank you. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. So as we light up the cigar with our Vertigo Renegade lighter that will be included in the cigar sponsors pack at thecigarauthority.com, retails for fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. It does. It features a quad jet, a flip-out bullet punch. Mirrored cap. Mirrored cap, and it does have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank <laughs> that you hear us talk about week after week. They invented the big-ass tank. So we're going to bring uh, Glenn Loop on the line, who was kind enough to join us with his daughter graduating from James Madison University. Glenn, are you there? Hello. Hello, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Hold Glenn, on. Did, he, did he hang up? We're going to check the source right here. Talk amongst yourselves. So initial flavors? Initial flavors. I'm just lighting. I'm telling you right now, cinnamon raisin toast. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> Glenn, can you hear us, buddy? Yes. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. So, Glenn, how are you today? I can barely hear that. that was a question. Hey, how are you? I'm doing real good. Congratulations on your daughter graduating James Madison University. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us on this this great day for you and your family. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's been quite a day. And uh, as I we can, know... I can barely hear you guys, so can you speak up? Okay, we can hear you fine, so we're going to apologize for the little bit of the audio issue. Uh, but with the FDA regulations being passed this week, uh, can you explain them to us in layman's terms? Can you simplify the 499-page document? Uh, did you ask me to simplify the 499 pages? Yes, sir. Th- that is correct. <laughs> and do that in three minutes or less. <laughs> I mean, yes, it, it, uh, well, as, as you noted, the you know the FDA issued their long anticipated final rule, and it was 499 pages. But really, the and we have not perused all 499 pages, but we have zeroed in on the pages relevant to premium handmade cigars, which is, for the sake of uh, the record, <laughs> it's pages 174 through pages 204. So in Roughly 30 pages or so, they they, they go into a, a great deal of detail. And as I'm, I'm not sure if you folks have alluded to it yet, but as everyone should know, there was an option one and an option two on the table with the deeming regulation. And option one was basically to treat cigars worse than a pack of cigarettes, to put it in a simplistic way. And option two was a path to exemption if, the cigar met a very specific defined uh, definition. And we actually, I say we, CRA actually endorsed that strict definition of premium handmade cigar, except for the $10 price point that they wanted to include. Um, so to make a long story short, uh, the FDA opted for the, uh, the first version, option one, which is, again, worse than a pack of cigarettes. It literally does treat us worse. You know, if you make a trillion, literally, cigarettes, it's all the same chemical composition. It's the same cigarettes, same product, coming off the same assembly line. You make a hundred cigars, all of them are different. The virtue of being a a handmade product with an all-natural ingredient 
That's the very nature of the beast. And getting that message across to the Food and Drug Administration simply was, was not an easy task. But what I really want to zero in on is the outright rejection by the Food and Drug Administration of all of the evidence that was presented to them on the health data sets that were presented in our public comment. They rejected all of that outright when we know that there's really not a specific study on planet Earth specifically about the adverse health impact of cigars. Correct. And they consistently put into the uh, deeming, into the final regulation, the term not persuasive, not persuasive. When we had a board-certified toxicologist, Dr. Chris Coggins, uh, place this report for us in writing uh, to the agency. And all of that data was rejected outright. And it's absolutely ridiculous because we all know that, that premium handmade cigars, the enjoyment of premium handmade cigars does not have the rate of inhala- rates of inhalation and addiction and the youth access questions that are carried by other tobacco products that are already, that Congress specifically told them to regulate. And they, again, rejected all of that outright. And then they include in that the most disastrous parts of the Jimmy rule, and that's pre-market approval of all new blends. And they were very specific about that. And really what I wanted to focus in on, and I'd be glad to take your questions if I could hear them, <laughs> is, uh, is really the arrogance of the tone within this final rule, especially when it comes to things like free samples. As we all know, you know, a cigar rep comes into a shop, hands everybody a cigar, says, I hope you like it, because everybody's palate is different here. I hope you like it so that you'll invest in a box or invest in two or three of them if you like it. <coughs> this, the language in this rule was so arrogant about the sampling process, about, oh, you'll be able to hold it. You'll be able to determine its texture. And its aroma. But as soon as you light it, and it literally says, when it is lit, it is no longer just a sampling process. You have, it basically makes a free sample of a cigar and a federal offense. And I'm not using that term dramatically. It makes it a federal offense. So with that, I mean, I, I'll keep going, but maybe I should take some of your questions. How much are we hurt by the vape industry being attacked? I'm sorry, I can't hear you at all. Can you turn him up on the headphones, Chuck? That should get us yeah, closer to Yeah, he's cranked all the way up, bud. Okay. Yeah, he's cranked. Uh, I'm going to do the best I can, Glenn. Um, how much are we hurt by being uh, loop lumped in with the vape industry? Can one of you guys tell me what, what he said? Glenn, maybe you can hear it from me a little bit better. How much does it hurt that we're being lumped in with the vape industry? Barry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. I don't know. All right. I guess, uh, Glenn, if you have any final words you'd want to tell us, uh, because we're going to have- Yeah, well, what I, I really want to zero in on, you know, we've painted the picture of how disastrous this rule is. The pre-market approval process, the new user fees, corporate registration of all the cigar companies, uh, really uh, putting together a, a package that even dramatizes the expense of complying with these rules, which would far exceed the profit margin of a lot of, of cigar companies, especially the small boutique companies. And that was another piece of the arrogance of the document where it specifically said that 
limited release and boutique cigar uh, issuances would be mandatorily uh, covered by this. In other words, they would have to go through the same application process um, as anybody else. And it specifically said boutique and limited release cigars. And again, I just think that's an absolute smack in the face to the uh, to the industry uh, when they know that the economics are not there and that the annual compliance costs simply could not be afforded. So we think it compels a, a government-mandated consolidation within the industry that we thought was of concern to the Obama administration. But really what I want to zero in on right now with your listeners is that uh, all is not lost. We still have a, a lifeline, if you will, in that the House Appropriations Committee, as I'm sure the show has talked about before, the House Appropriations Committee adopted language that would exempt premium and large cigars from FDA oversight. It also changes the predicate date from 2007 to the time of the final rule. It's a saving grace lifeline to the industry. Um, I'm confident that that will get through the House of Representatives and it will have an uphill battle in the Senate, which is why we need everyone to to activate that petition on cigarrights.org. Do that petition. Put in your name and your zip code, and we take care of the rest by delivering that petition to your member of the House and Senate. Congress is the one place that we can end this rule before the end of this uh, before the end of this year. Even even with some of the rules kicking in in August, uh, with the potential for litigation and the like, there's other opportunities to hopefully stopgap some of these uh, disastrous measures that are in this rule. Would litigation delay the August 8th date? Glenn, what was that? Would August 8th delay the enforcement August 8th date? Would litigation do that? I'm sorry. I, could, I just can't hear you. I'm sorry, All right. Barry. Uh, we're going we're gonna to 86 this, Chuck, so just go ahead and bring it down. That's an interesting question, Barry, and uh, we will have to get to the bottom of that and figure out why we can't uh, – take a phone call uh things are rattling pretty heavy over here chuck so if we can bring the uh volume down a little bit um so essentially if uh if i'm reading things right and if um i have this right Right. the regulations will go into effect the the law goes into effect 90 days from may 5th which was past thursday even though it was published on may 5th it was released on May 5th. The actual publishing date will be May 10th. All right. So 90 days from then, which is August 8th? August, August 8th. Is when it will take uh, effect. And two years, it, the companies will have two years to get through their application process. And then one year after that to move through inventory. So we're looking at three years. And then the FDA will begin discussion of how to enforce blocking the sale of discontinued products. So as crazy as this whole thing sounds and as up in arms as everybody is, it's the government. So things are going to take They're going to move slow. They're going to move slow. And so we will have time to be able to file lawsuits. And uh, I know the IPCPR has a war chest of funds that they've set aside for this specific thing uh, because it's do or die when it comes to that for uh, the IPCPR, that if if this thing continues any further and we don't get the uh, appropriations bill F2017, <coughs> section 749, to get passed by both the House and the Senate, which is only 14 senators on the bill right now. Right, right? which is unfortunate. 
there's not enough. There's not enough. But there, there's still time to be able to get some more to sign on, and that's what the Cigar Rights of America is all about. They go and they meet with these senators, and they tell them how uh, important it is to be able to save this industry. Mm-hmm. But I also think that on the back end, President Obama has an agenda of getting Cuban cigars into the United States and normalizing trade with Cuba. And I think in the end that that'll be the saving grace uh, of all of this. Try taking your um, cover off, Chuck, and pushing that thing all the way in. See if that works. Maybe uh, you just didn't have quite the connection. It looked like it worked during the testing, but it always looks like it works during the testing until we get live. (laughs) It's always the case. Dave would be right here right now losing his... His, his mind. Yes. All right. So we're going to go one more try with Glenn. No, we got nothing. All right. No more try on Glenn. Um, so right now, with the August 8th being the date, um, the brands that came out before February of 2007 would be exempt from every, uh, FDA regulations. However, all brands that came on the market after that date uh, will be allowed to remain on the market, as you alluded to, until they file for the FDA approval. And this could take some quite some time. I know next week we're going to run through a list of some brands that would be protected and some brands that will cease uh, to exist. Um, as of now, cigar mail order also will not be affected. Um, so you still be able to buy cigars uh, through the mail, which is good because it allows me to keep my day job. And uh, all, ha- all eyes are on these two bills. You know, will they pass? One being FY17. And the other one that Cigar Rights has been pushing with the House and the Senate. Um, it looks like we do have some support through the House of Representatives, uh, but whether or not there'll be enough senators to get on board does remain to be seen. Right. Um, so this will be an interesting thing to watch over the next couple of weeks. As Glenn alluded to, 499 pages. They haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. Maybe there'll be a miracle loophole. Um, time will tell. Uh, but... Outside of the FDA, there is some more cigar news. All right. We're going we're gonna to let Chuck wrap up his, uh, his call over there. And while we're waiting for him to play the bumper, uh, I'll read a mailbag here. we got William writing to us through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Uh, many times in the care package, I find myself trying and enjoying a cigar that I wouldn't normally pick up. And that was the case with the Prinzado. Wow, that was a great cigar. In fact, after smoking, I went on a mission to track down a box. Hello? And it took a few calls and a three-hour round trip, but it was worth it. I just wanted to say that the care package never fails to please, and thank you guys for your hard work. I know you don't really get anything uh, out of the package deal, but it means a lot that you do it for your listeners, and that's William writing. Uh, We very much appreciate that, William. So uh, with that, we're going to go into what's up in the cigar world. It's time for What's Up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. Well, this week saw the arrival of a cigar that won't exist if the FDA remains as is, and that is the new CLE Azabash. The TAA exclusive is box-pressed, features a Mexican Medora wrapper, Honduras binder, 
with fillers from Honduras, Nicaragua, and Purdue, Peru, Purdue chicken, Peru, resulting in full-bodied cigar with a ton of flavor. Some new trademarks. Um, who knows if these will matter? But Steve Saka's Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust has filed for my Kieta, which translates to my dear, and they also filed for Moistra. And I'm sure Peter Hudson will call in or write in to let me know I butchered them. You butchered it. Thorne Nielsen, who owns Cigar Press Magazine, filed for DTOM, which is Don't Tread on Me. And Laura Rohrer has filed for Golden Lion. In some industry news, with the Cuban embargo closer to the end this week, the first cruise ships from the U.S. ports have made their way to Cuba. The ship set sail amid controversy as Cuban-Americans were not allowed to book travel on the trip. Schrader Sellers, the producer of iconic Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignons, is releasing their second cigar blend in the form of the limited edition Schrader 2013. The cigar was blended under the guidance of Michael Herklotz from Nat Sherman Cigars. As Villiger tries to repair its image in North America, the company unveiled its new headquarters in Miami at a gala event. The state of California passed a series of new tobacco laws, the most noticeable, the raising of the tobacco age from 18 to 21, becoming the second state to do so. Hawaii was the first earlier this year, and it is expected our neighbors to the south, Massachusetts, will follow suit shortly. Lastly, earlier this week, we reported the alleged sale of Oliva to General Cigar. While the story changed as things developed, we still strongly believe that a sale is about to happen. An Oliva spokesperson did not state the company wasn't for sale, only that a sale to General wasn't imminent. Back when Drew Estate was sold to Swisher Sweets, Jonathan Drew denied it repeatedly, only to announce one month, four days after the initial reports, the company was sold. And that's this week in the Cigar World. What's up? In the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up? So, uh. So a little, a little. Backstory, maybe to Oliva. That's what I'm thinking because it it came out like gangbusters. Everybody sharing different stories that it had happened and it yep. was a go. And you were a little hesitant to jump down the rabbit hole. So what happened? Well, on Tuesday morning, I woke up to multiple text messages um, that the Oliva sale was complete. The rumor of the Oliva sale, the alleged sale began to heat up right around the time Dave was leaving for TAA from Cuba. Yep. So once again, the story was starting to break when David was in town. Um, I personally teased the story on my Facebook page back then, and now, according to one of our sources, they got the news from an executive from the parent company. But we were still hesitant to report it because the person was a mid-level player in the cigar industry. Okay. As the day progressed... A major manufacturer confirmed the story. So shortly after 5 p.m. while driving home from work, I pulled into a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot, got onto their public Wi-Fi to report the story. Shortly after we posted the story, Corey Bappa, vice president of Oliva, stated, and I quote, Contrary to rumor and speculation, a purchase of Oliva Cigar by General Cigar is not 
imminent. That's not a denial that a sale isn't works. It's not imminent. Okay. Um, it as, sounds like a denial to me, but I... To me, a denial would be Oliva Cigar is not for sale at this current time, and we are not close to being purchased. It okay. just says it's not imminent. Imminent could be 24 hours. Fair enough. Right. I Fair mean, enough. When Drew Estate was announced for sale, Jonathan Drew denied it, saying the company wasn't for sale. They weren't selling the Swisher. But one month, four days later, it was announced they sold the Swisher. So as the story started to gain some traction, we started getting phone calls from somebody who claimed to be in the know. And they said while General was a player in the purchase, the alleged purchase, there might be an investment group that is vying for the alleged purchase of Oliva. So, so there's th- really, it sounds like, the possibility of two players and the possibility of a bidding war. Could be. That would work out well for Oliva. It certainly would. Um, but time will tell. I'm willing to stay between now and IPCPR. We will find out whether this story is true or not. And I have kept this story online. I believe it to be true. But until there's a press release, there is no way of knowing one way or the other. This is true. <clears throat> this is true. So uh, let's take a look into the calendar for uh, the future shows, Jonathan. All right. So uh, we've got our May 14th show with Rob Weiss live. That's next week. Dave is back. Uh, we got B.G. Meyer was smoking on the show, which I believe is uh, part of the care package. The Higante was part of the care package. The night prior is Friday the 13th. And we have our event with Rob Weiss. He is the uh, the mind of the American Psycho. He's a writer, producer, screenwriter, director, actor, and cigar brand owner. The event is only $20. There's six tickets left. Uh, and we're going to be having an Italian buffet, smoking two B.G. Meyer cigars, watching clips, and having commentary from Rob Weiss uh, on the movies, including American Psycho, Entourage, Amongst Friends, uh, ballers, and uh, there's lots more going on. Advanced tickets only. They're $20, so you pick up your tickets, and uh, you'll be all set. And Moving Next Saturday, he'll be in, sh- in studio, so there won't be any technical difficulties, which I'm sure we will be beat up on air over next week. Beat up on air, and I'm sure I'm going to get a text message and a call from David as soon as the <laughs> show is over, because somehow this is my fault. <laughs> and uh, I watched you guys test it, and yeah. it looked like it worked, and it turns out Glenn was on his Bluetooth and he turned the Bluetooth off, but it was too late. So now we know another thing that can go wrong is Bluetooth. So no Bluetooth, I guess. Uh, the following week, May 21st, Jonathan Carney. See, it says Mr. here, but I'm not reading that. But he is Mr. Jonathan No, he's Carney. not. He's, he's just real Mr. Jonathan. He's just regular Jonathan Carney. I was the first, and I am the best, and that's all there is to it. Uh, with LFD, the TAA version, May 28th, we're going to be back in Seabrook with Floor de Lorraine. And uh, June 4th. Fabian Barentes, the director of sales from Indian Head Cigar Sales, uh, will be here. We'll be smoking his La Galleria, La Galera. It says La Galleria, but it's La Guerra. Uh, and so that'll be, that'll be interesting. That's our calendar of events coming up. All right. So we glanced over the, uh, the cigar when we lit it up to try to get Glenn on the air. Uh, we are smoking the La Gianna Havano Maduro. And... Uh, I'm going to say it, and uh, David's going to giggle when he listens to the podcast. This might be the only time that he giggles yeah. or smiles about this 
abortion that we've had as a show here, but uh, I'm picking up Raisin Toast. That's all there is to it. quick. No, you don't have to. He didn't mean play it no, again. No, he wanted more. He didn't. I, want, I wanted the whole thing. <sighs> I didn't want, like, this subtle tease. <laughs> I wanted it to completion. I want to be able to go, ah, right at the end. It was satisfying. No. No, it was not. No, it was not. It is Raisin Toast, though. Well, when we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison will get debonair. We'll have more mailbag, and I'll get a chance to defend my classic three-way, which will become a two-way title and crown. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop, where we have a job for now, at least. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848... In honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, 
is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected. One I never saw before. Something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift. A gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. It's not Mr. Anything. It's not Mr. Anything. And we are back live from the La Florida Minicana Cigar Studios with Gentleman Chuck Morrison. He's going to get debonair. And uh, last week he lost the title, but I have the answers to this week's classic <laughs> two-way. So it's Chuck versus Barry for the title and a couple of nice mailbags for a change. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cigar Authority, and uh, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it is important to be debonair, and how to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? Can you guys hear me? We can hear you. You can hear me? All right. Can you hear me now? This is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, we're going to discuss trash talking. Now, I'm not talking about the S-talk that happens before a wrestling match or what goes on on the basketball court. Heck, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird were the biggest trash talkers on the court. True. And two of the most gentlemanly off the court. Also true. I'm also not going to talk about players going hard for the same rebound, not realizing, yo, you're on the same team. No, the trash talking I'm talking about is about the kind meant to throw someone off their game who is on your own team. Like getting mad that your guy has got the rebound instead of you. Imagine if Michael Jordan turned his attention from Larry Bird of the Celtics to Scottie Pippen of his own team. Would his fans understand? Would he be debonair? No. No. 
Your team is supposed to be your foundation in times of adversity. Even as great a player as Michael Jordan was, he couldn't have beaten the other teams in the NBA all by himself. Someone else had a rebound for the missed shots. Someone else had to set the pick so he could drive the lane to the hole. If nothing else, someone had to be there to pass him the ball from out of bounds so they could score. No matter how big, tough, or smart you think you are, someone, somewhere, has picked up where you've left off. Someone, somewhere, has looked out for you in your hour of need. A little trash talk is normal, and in the right context can be done in good fun by a gentleman. But there is nothing gentlemanly about trash talking and cutting down the guys you may have to rely on to set a pick for you down the road. The question, fellas, every single time is, are you debonair enough? Oh, yeah. I got this one. I would make David uh, Michael Jordan. Would that make David Michael Jordan? He's got the ball? Yes. Because we're dropping the ball this week. Yes, that would make you Scottie Pippen and me uh, Dennis Rodman. I can see you as Dennis Rodman. (laughs) (laughs) That I can see. (laughs) I hung out with him numerous times in Florida at various strip clubs. Dennis Rodman? No kidding. Are you serious? Yes. Nice guy? Nice guy when you can understand what he's saying, but a nice guy. So he also went to the school of Porky Pig speech. Yeah, and when he drinks, he, you know, mumbles. He mumbles. Cigar smoker? Yes. That's how I approached him originally, with a cigar. He invited me to sit down with his entourage. And every time I went to said strip club with a friend from New York who had an interest in said strip club, he would invite us to sit at his table. That's a nice connection. Yes. So you're saying cigars are a good icebreaker. Yes, they are. All right. Moving right along. And in his case, probably North Korea is an icebreaker as well. I was trying to beat that, but you already said it. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Gentlemen, first time writing in with a question. Occasionally, when I'm smoking a cigar and not from the same manufacturer, I get the hiccups. This, as you can guess, is very annoying. Any thoughts as to what is going on? Thank you, and keep up the good work. And this is uh, Hat writing. That's his name, is Hat. I'm going to assume it has to do with air intake. Well, I did a little research on the hiccups. Hiccups are a sudden involuntary contraction in the diaphragm muscle. And when the muscle muscle spasms, the vocal cords snap shut, producing the sound. Hiccups are often rhythmic, and they're usually just a temporary minor annoyance. But prolonged hiccups may signal a major medical problem. The longest recorded hiccup attack? Got a guess? 68 days. No. Closest without going over, Chuck. What do you got? Without going... 40... I'm thinking it's more like three years. No, I'm thinking a like a week. A week. Seven days. It was like three years. It was a girl in Massachusetts, maybe, or something. All right. So Barry's the closest without going over. Six decades. Longest hiccup attack. Uh, 60 years? Yeah, 60 years. Women and men tend to get hiccups equally as often, but hiccups that last more than 48 hours are more common in men. Hiccups can even occur in a fetus while still in utero. Most of the time, there's no obvious cause for hiccups. However, there are some com- common known causes. They include eating too quickly and swallowing air along with foods, as Barry alluded to. Eating too much or too many fatty or spicy foods in particular, which happens to me frequently if I eat something that's really spicy. It's too hot, too quick. 
I get the hiccups. So that would be acid reflux induced, maybe. Possibly. Drinking too much, including carbonated beverages or alcohol, can distend the stomach and irritate the diaphragm. Uh, strokes or brain tumors involving the brain stem and some chronic medical disorders, such as renal failure, can also do it. Noxious fumes, sudden changes in temperature, fear or excitement, and nicotine. Really? Is known to cause the hiccups. So, <coughs> quite possibly, sir, you may be smoking a cigar that your body feels is too strong. Uh, the unfortunate truth is there is no definite way to cure hiccups, but there are a few uh, suggestions on how to try, and here are a few. Looking in a mirror? Hold your breath. Because I'll scare myself? Yes. Don't jump ahead <laughs> on the list. Drinking water from the opposite side of the cup. Now, what this will do is cause you to, <gasps> as you dump uh, water on your junk. Or a hot coffee. Ask someone to scare you, or look in the mirror. <laughs> Gargle with ice water. Uh, put a pinch of sugar under your tongue. And this is the only one that really makes sense to me because it is a cure for smoking a cigar that is too strong uh, because nicotine attaches itself to your blood sugar and kind of lowers your blood sugar a bit. So you could be getting the hiccups from that. Adding a little sugar into your system could possibly make the hiccups go away. But that's the research I did on You, you know, you, you mentioned hiccups. putting something underneath your tongue. A cure-all, if you ever eat ice cream too fast and you've gotten brain freeze, yeah. putting your thumb on the roof of your mouth will instantaneously end brain freeze. Are you serious? 100%. We're going to have to test that. My stepdaughter-to-be told me to do it. I did it. It worked. Subsequent times with brain freeze, it instantly stopped Instantly. It because the warmth of your finger tricks your body to remove the freeze. Okay. Riveting. It's riveting. That was as riveting as the diaphragm. The, uh, the, the one thing I will say is I thought that maybe brain freeze was a thing that would happen and then go away mm. if you kept going. So in high school, I got a extra large uh, frap from McDonald's, the, a vanilla one, and I started drinking it until I got the brain freeze, and I went as hard as I could and just kept drinking it and kept drinking it, and it gets progressively worse and eventually... You just about pass out, and I was forced to stop. What? So brain freeze is a real thing. Well, had you stuck your thumb in your mouth and hit the upper root of your mouth? I could have known. Could have cured it. I wish I had known. All right, it's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, so Barry Stein has his title back. I'm out of it, so I can't win on this one. So I'm going to give myself a point right away, <laughs> as I want to do. I'm surprised you didn't join in and guess the answer to yourself. I, I, I certainly could. <laughs> I certainly could. It's not too late for that. All right. So, 
I put my cigar down. Happened this day. Happened this day. Happened this day. Joan of Arc ends the siege of New Orleans, pulling an arrow from her own shoulder and returning wounded to lead the final charge. The victory marks a turning point in the Hundred Years' War. Joan, how do you like your stake? Arc is still the one who ends the siege of Orleans in what year? 1603. Final answer? Final answer. 1 A.D. All right. 1 A.D. is going to be Chuck Morrison. The year is 1429. See what I did there, Barry? I see what you did there. You went prices right on it. I did go prices right on (laughs) it. Dollar. All right. The world (laughs) premiere of Ludwig van Beethoven's Ninth Symphony in Vienna, Australia. Austria. Is also referred to as Symphony No. 9 in D major or as the Choral. The symphony was the first example of a major composer using voices in a symphony. The words are sung during the final movement by four vocalists and a chorus. They were taken from the Ode to Joy poem written by Frederick Schillner in 1785. There's your clue. Today, it stands as one of the most played symphonies in the world. The performance was conducted by Michael Umloff under the composer's supervision. Happened this day. I am so lost. <laughs> You're up, Chuck. <laughs> uh, all right, Barry, I'm going to play you again here. 1400. It happened in 1400. I'm going to go 14 award for the word, Jonathan. <laughs> okay, and Barry Stein gets a point. <laughs> you mother. <laughs> it happened in 1824. I'm glad you guys are amused with your prices right nonsense. <laughs> I actually wrote down 1803, so. Okay, well, then you should have gone with it. 1803. Yeah, you know. You, play, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I get, I get people writing to me about they suspect that you're cheating, Barry. Just saying. Yes. All right. Born this day, Gary Cooper, American actor, died in 1961. American film actor known for his natural, authentic, and understated acting style and screen performances. His career spanned 35 years and included leading roles in 84 feature films like Love in the Afternoon, Dallas the Movie, not the TV show, The Virginian, and his, which was his first picture that had sound. Gary Cooper, what year was he born? You got it written down before you yes, say it? Yes, I have it written down. All right. 1903. Okay. <laughs> 1903, I have uh, written down 1890. Okay, and that'll be Chuck getting the point. He was born 1901. Score so is close. 1 to 2. You know, when I memorize all these things before the show, <laughs> yeah, the, the numbers just blend together. <laughs> Raymond Fernandez, a professional wrestler who primarily wrestled in Florida and Texas before joining the World Wrestling Federation. He was known by the ring name Hercules Hernandez or simply Hercules. Fernandez debuted in the WWF in 1985, managed by classy Freddie Blassie. His first major national exposure came when he competed at WrestleMania II in a losing effort against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, one of my favorites as a kid. Raymond Fernandez was born in what year? 1955. I legitimately have written down 1956. Can we see it for the record? For the record. Okay. 1956. All right. And Barry gets two points. 1956. Takes the lead. I don't know how he does it. What did you tie it up? No, you took the lead. Yeah, took, took the, the lead, lead, which means we have zero reason for a tiebreaker. And just a reminder, if it is your birthday, oh, come into any Barry. two guys' smoke I... shop location at Salem, Seabrook, or Nashua, New Hampshire on your birthday. And they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar for you. I think we should do that question for the sport of it. 
All right, Owen Hart, Canadian American wrestler, died in 1999. He was one of the third. He was the third Hart Foundation, who died on May 23rd, 1999, as a result of an equipment malfunction live on pay per view to break the tie that we didn't have. What year was Owen Hart born? I got down 1961. I have 1951. And Barry would have had that one with 1965. Barry Stein, still the heavyweight champion of the world and of the show. Wait, was that a fat joke? Yes, it was. (laughs) Yes, it was. So we've done a lot of talking about lots of things. We've done very little talking about our cigars. Well, you mentioned the birthday cigar. If it is your birthday, come into two guys and... Yeah, but Pick we're smoking. Bur- this is the original. This is the real. We're smoking La Giana Maduro right now. Well, the natural would be this, the, the, this, na- the original, but... That would be the real original birthday cigar. Yeah. Well, birthday, happy birthday cigars. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, it's a girl and it's a boy cigars were invented by Julius Caesar Newman of uh, J.C. Newman fame. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So it couldn't be the first. Can I, I have a question for you regarding J.C. Newman and their factory? In Florida, which, as we know, haven't been there ourselves, is the oldest and only, if I'm not mistaken, uh, cigar manufacturer. Certainly the oldest working factory in the United States. And their machines are hundreds, literally hundreds of years old in in some circumstances. That is correct. What does this FDA ruling, um, what kind of bearance is it going to have on them with machine-made cigars? I'm going to have to defer to Barry on this because he knows it better than I do, but I'm going to say they are probably... On the side of screwed. It depends when the, the cigars had come out. Because right now, option two was not chosen. Right. Option two would have defined a premium cigar in such a language okay. that those machine-made cigars wouldn't have qualified. Does right. option one define the cigars No, it at does all? not. No, it doesn't. It does not define the cigars. It, so just, it, has, be, it just has the release, right? It right. has the release. So little cigars, big cigars, right. handmade, machine-made. All the same. All the same. So they should be okay. Well, in that, in that respect, then maybe they are okay. So as long as the brand came out before February 15th, 2007, yeah. we'll say February 2007, yeah. they would be exempt. Okay. They would not have to apply for FDA trademark approval. They would have not have to pay the exorbitant fees that will be attached to each SKU, which on a press call, the FDA said would cost roughly... $100,000 per skew. Per skew. So now, that's per skew is a single one skew and a box another skew. That's open for debate. Because that could it's open a up diff- a cr- oh. It's a different number. It's a different skew number, right? Well, I, I think we're going to probably have to get some sort of clarification on that from the FDA because exactly. if that's the case, it's not $100,000. It's $200,000. Right. So now if you look at La Giana, which would be exempt. Right. Because it came out before 2007. If it came out after 2007, it would cost $600,000. Because of the different SKUs. To apply. And there's no guarantee that the FDA will approve it. Well, that's 600000 for the natural. Right. And an additional 700000 for, for the, the Maduro. So when you see these numbers, like on social media, for example, with, with prolific manufacturers... Yep saying this is going to cost us or potentially cost us millions, yes. that's how we're deriving our millions. It's the number of SKUs. Yeah, or multiple brands. 
or multiple brands. Look at my father, for example. He came out with Flor de Antillas a few years ago. Yeah. Then La Antigua died a couple of years after that. Right. So only All, the brands that were that so, existed before 07 are safe. Right. In that so now, now for them to get those brands approved would cost them in the millions. Yeah. And they lost a lot of their trademarks in the lawsuit that they went through. So all of their brands right now, with the exception of maybe one or two, would need to be approved by the FDA. Yeah. So, I mean, they had El Rey de los Albanos, which would have qualified. But there was the lawsuit with the Fernandez family down in... uh, And they had to reinvent it, basically. I got you. Okay. It's just... Here's my thought, guys. I'll leave it with this, because I know when Dave comes back, we'll, we'll discuss this in a lot more detail, a lot more length. But here's my, if, if the FDA is going to make this kind of ruling, and I know we talked about this on past shows, but the ultimate question is why 2007, right? So, which is bogus in my opinion. If you're going to have this kind of mandate, this kind of regulation, in my opinion, if it's going to be in place, it should come into effect the day they announce this new regulation. Right. In other words, any brand prior to, we'll say, May of 2016, right. not this 2007 nonsense because... Well, that's going to be what the lawsuit would most likely be about. Yeah. Right. And the reason why it's 2007, it was part of the Tobacco Control Act, which was eventually signed into law under the Family Prevention Tobacco Act. It started under Bush, but it was signed under law, into law under Obama. Bush started that. I didn't so know it that. started under a Republican watch, but it completed under a Democrat watch. It's just... All right. Didn't mean to bring us down. That's all right. The following, we were already down. The uh, following message submitted through the Contact Us page has Peter writing. Meant to mention this in my previous email. On a show in April, you guys discussed whether or not you've ever had a box-pressed cigar with an overly tight draw, and no one could come up with an example. Have you tried the H2K Connecticut version of the My Father Centurion? Wonderful tasting, but I've had around six of them from a few different retailers, and each time... The draw was noticeably tight. Any of you guys had the same experience? Thanks, Pete. I've smoked that cigar on a somewhat regular basis. And I can't say I've replicated the issue that he had. I'm going to say... I'm not saying it didn't exist, by all means, but... With respect to all box-press cigars, I do think that it is the tightest of the box-press cigars. But it's kind of a it's kind of a soft box press. Yes. So perhaps the intention on that was that it was originally going to be a round cigar, and then they box press it afterwards, which means maybe they had too much filler. But it is a, it is a, it is certainly tighter than a padrone. I'll give you that. Padrones so, are a little loose. But padrones are meant; they're intended exact. to be box pressed, so they put a little bit less of the filler, knowing they're going to restrict that uh, airflow. All right, so what do we have for final thoughts on La Giana Maduro? Raise a toast. Without a doubt. <laughs> oh, stop raise it. Raise a toast. Just raise stop. Raise raise this is the medium one. Raise I object. <laughs> I vehemently. If Dave was here, I would have gotten a bell. Yay. There you go. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I asked the question to Jonathan uh, last hour which he prefers, the natural or the Maduro. I'm going to answer that question myself right now. Um, I like the Maduro. I like the flavor. It's definitely raisin toast. It's, um, it's wonderful. I think it's more, uh, a little bit stronger, more in the medium profile. A touch. It's a touch stronger. Yep. See, I, I like the natural because of the C word. I think um, 
I think I'm leaning in the direction of natural, and I want so badly to say Maduro just to be the opposite of Barry. <laughs> but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that natural uh, over and over again consistently. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I am a bigger fan of the Robusto than the Toro, so I was very happy that we smoked the Robusto. Uh, the Toro being a little thicker, the draw is a little looser, and I, I myself like it a little snug on the draw. Uh, so I lean Glad toward that. the <laughs> Robusto or the Corona. I'm doing my very best <laughs> I know. to ignore you. Hey, you listen, smiled, though, so that, that got to be worth something. We are uh, coming to a close on the show here. Thank and if God. you did not get your uh, Two Guys Anniversary Party tickets yet for the uh, Smoke and Deal event coming up in September, the number is 603-898-2221. That's 603-898-2221. Two one uh, to secure your tickets because uh, according to the last person that came up the stairs, we are three quarters of the way there with the uh, tickets sold. Um, hey, you know what? Aside from still after six years not being able to take a phone call for whatever the excuse is, other than that, which is the worst thing that could possibly happen when Dave's not here, I think we did okay. We did, we okay. did okay. We hey. know no Bluetooth. <laughs> hey, we didn't end super early. We didn't run super late. We, nailed we it. made it. We could have gone longer. I we think. nailed it. It was Glenn's. It was Glenn's phone. We are going to blame Mr. Luke. I'm not blaming anybody. Hey, Two Guys Smoke Shop would probably still be in Massachusetts if it wasn't for the state looking at cigars as a source of revenue. 21 years ago, Dave stood up for the premium cigar shops and lost because he was fighting alone. Once in New Hampshire, he immediately started playing offense by spearheading the Cigar Association of New Hampshire and along with other shops in New Hampshire established the country's first definition of premium cigars, a definition that appears in part in legislation expected to pass the House at the national level. This could prove to be our saving grace if enough senators get on board before they vote, but for now the cigar industry has been caught with its pants down as it waited for the FDA to make its next move. That move is known as Option 1, which potentially puts large amounts of the cigars on our shelves in jeopardy of being lost forever. Will this be the last anniversary party for Two Guys Smoke Shop? What will happen to our trade shows, big smokes, and even our podcast? This week, we will be digesting what happened, what is happening, and what is about to happen. Check the website daily for up-to-the-minute findings from industry leaders, lawyers, and politicians. And tune in next week to hear what Dave has to say about this, along with Rob Weiss, the brand owner of BG Meyer, a brand just two years old. What does Rob think about it? Mm. Does he have to go back to his day job? What is his plan? Are we going to be extras in his next movie? Until next time, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you have learned nothing more this past hour other than the fact that the show is a train wreck without David Garofalo... Remember to keep the lit end of your Lagiana Habana Maduro out of your mouth. See you next week, we hope. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. 
Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie. 